has my mindset to where I can look at bringing in another technician to work for him. And then I can step back and work on the business, which is going to be the marketing, which is going to be in-person estimates. That'll free up a lot of my time and help both of my guys, uh, both of them excel and learn as well. Because I, I really want them to uh, succeed. I want them to do very well. We're looking at my technician right now that is going to school. So we're looking at ways of helping him continue with schooling as well as uh, build a good career with us. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What is going on, everybody? It's Dave Mormon, the home service business coach. I've got with me uh, my friend, Kimo Combs, coming at you live today uh, from his farm out in Washington. Kimo, how are you doing today, man? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm really excited for our chat. Um, for those of you listening, uh, Kimo and I have been working together on, on systematizing his business uh, going on six months now. So, He's been uh, making some big strides and, and I'm so proud of the progress he's made. So I just, I emailed him. I said, hey, Kimo, I got to get you on the podcast so that people who are fighting the good fight, starting their washing business, trying to grow it, they can hear from someone who's taking action and, and growing their business. So um, Kimo, let's dive in, man. Tell us like how you got into the pressure washing business, maybe a little bit of your career background as well. What, what prompted you to be a, a crazy entrepreneur like the rest of us? <laughs> well, I actually used to do roofing and uh, that roofing company had a maintenance division of pressure washing and they would pressure wash roofs. Uh, because they were pressure washing, they were okay with some of the damages that went along with it. And I, I was really trying to, figure out a different way as being a technician out there and how to do it correct. So I ended up leaving there, got into sales with garage doors and fireplaces, and then spent 10 years doing garage doors and fireplaces. During that time, I really wanted to get back into something for myself, entrepreneur being my own business. And I really swung back around to uh, roof cleaning. I enjoyed it being out there doing that, uh, being at somebody else's house every single day job was different so I did some research on it and actually figured out what worked best for us and how I wanted to proceed with it so cool and and tell the listeners how many uh, years into business you're uh, you're you're at with clean exteriors here as a full-time business I'm a year and a half in um, I did uh, we did start up almost four years ago I had a few medical issues that prevented me from pursuing it and keep going got that taken care of and then a year and a half ago we made the jump and went in full bore that's awesome i love hearing um people's story you know chemo like it's your career background really contributes to the success you're having to um not to go too down the rabbit hole but uh so the listeners know chemo's made a really natural transition to doing in-person uh estimates for his soft washing services uh, which has led to like better closing ratios, higher average tickets, 
uh, Kimo, can you touch on like how your 10 years of sales experience has, has helped you, you know, get, get this business off the ground? Cause I think it's been a bit of a secret weapon in your back pocket. Yeah. With the sales experience and being out there for uh, in-home consultations with garage doors and fireplaces, I got to meet a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds, um, a lot of different attitudes, basically, that really helped mold me as a person into how to deal with so many different people on a different basis when it comes down to money and being in their homes. So taking that, all of that that I learned, bringing it into my business has really helped excel that. And that's why I really do prefer uh, on-site, in-person uh, estimates so that I can actually get to know the person rather than just getting to know what they want and what they're looking for on their home. I get to know the person in, in general. Totally. Diagnose the person before you diagnose the problem. I know on our, um, on our coaching calls, you like to drop uh, some good gold nuggets on uh, everyone in our group. So I think it's a, a really uh, refined skill that you've got that, you know, everybody's been able to learn from, which I think is really cool. The other point I wanted to highlight just before we dive in is like, um, you didn't like dive into this full bore, you know, right away full time. Can you talk maybe to like the listener who's like, you know, I've done 10 or 20 grand of pressure washing work. I'm kind of not sure if I should jump in. Was there like a key moment you're like, okay, it's ready to go full time? Or did you just like never feel ready and you just like went for it? T tell us about the decision to like go in full time. Yeah, I never really felt ready for it. Um, I, I kind of decided that it was going to have to come full time when my full time job that I was working. I was washing and estimating, you know, in the evenings and on weekends. When it got to the point that I could no longer uh, not do this during the day and I started building up my schedule, that's when I just realized I, I've got to do it. I got to jump in. I've got to make that uh, move in order to grow or I'm just going to keep this as a part-time side hustle. I didn't want to do that. I actually wanted a business that I was going to work at and build. That's awesome. I like to say uh, you traded in your nine to five for now a five to nine. You know, the phone's <laughs> ringing early and you're working till late at night on, on House Call Pro. So anybody diving in full time knows the challenges that come with it, but it also is, is quite rewarding to kind of yeah. burn the bridge and just like say we're going full bore. Uh, it, it literally is sink or swim when you're running your own thing. So super, yes. super cool. So Tell us, Kimo, uh, maybe like how last year went and then, um, you know, maybe transition into how things are going uh, this year uh, for clean exteriors. Yeah, last year was the scariest year I think I've ever had because right when I left my full-time job, COVID hit, everything shut down. I, I literally went to my wife and was like, I think I made a big mistake. It's, you know, I started backpedaling and it was scary. Uh, but we both decided we're going to stand our ground and keep going. And during that, the first two months was no income coming in at all, no business. So I spent that really uh, pumping up my marketing. I figured at some point it's going to loosen up. I've got to go and do it. And, and it did. It turned into May, June, July of last year. I was slammed with work. Uh, that really changed my whole mindset that I can do this. This is going to work full time. I, I just got to keep 
what I'm doing, keep the pressure on myself and keep going, keep pushing. And that transitioned into this year as now I'm getting a lot of uh, brand recognition in my area. They're remembering me now. They're seeing who I am. Got people waving at me was driving by because they recognize my truck. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge motivation to just do it, double down and keep going. Yeah, man, let's drill down on that a little bit. You said the big M word, which I love. We probably talk about it every coaching call is the mindset. So how has your mindset shifted from being like, oh my goodness, a global pandemic, I made a big mistake to now like you'd almost talk to your future self a year and a bit ago and be like, man, give your head a shake. Like this thing's going to be awesome. So how has your mindset shifted in the last even 14, 15 months? It has changed dramatically. Uh, my mind went from literally I'm at that sink or swim mode into now I'm swimming and I can see where I started from the pandemic hit, uh, how things are going to now I actually have a vision of where I can take it. And, you know, just even eight months ago, I had no vision of where I can take this and where it can go and what it can be. Mm-hmm. And over the, even just the last eight months, it has opened up my mind and my eyes to, wow, this is real. This is yeah. going to be something. How do you, tr- how, what would you tell to someone like brand new in this business? Like, how do you get them to think actually bigger for, for what's possible and, and not be scared? Like, what advice would you have for them to be like, be bold, push on? Because uh, the reality is like eight out of 10 of these businesses will fail in their first five years for cash flow or staffing or personal issues with the it's a huge list so what would you say to someone like how do you develop that think bigger mindset that positive mindset is that from books or podcasts what what did you do to kind of program your mind that way i really started building my uh, library up with books how-to books i and nothing really about a specific business but more so how to grow myself how to become a better entrepreneur, how to be a better person for business wise of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, I, my, my greatest accomplishment that I did that helped me open up my mind was hiring a business coach, going with you and learning the back end of my business. Well, before I started working with you, I had this thing of, man, business is going great. I'm running around. I'm doing this, doing that. But I really didn't know my business side of my business, the back end side of my business. So once I started working with you, getting through everything, it was a a mind blowing experience that, wow, I really am lost. I'm kind of just out there running around doing whatever, but you gave me that guidance on bringing it back to the business side of it, the back end of it. And it, it really opened up the door for just everything. I mean, where I can really take it and what I can do with it. Yeah. No, man, it's, it's super cool to see, um, for listeners too. chemo's a really humble guy, but he, he's, you know, doubling his business size and then some, um, which for me, I always say it's a partnership from, you know, coach to, uh, my client and you really gotta, like, I can talk till I'm blue in the face on zoom and say, do this, do this, do this, but you need to have this coachable attitude like chemo. That's like, okay, I'll take this. I'll go do this. What's next. So you need this, like, uh, appetite for someone who wants to learn, who wants to grow. Um, and I think chemo, 
you came in with a very strong like technical knowledge. I think all I'm doing is just leveling up your back end and it's almost a bit of a business degree for having a pressure washing business, you know, maybe even talk about the awareness that has come from your, uh, your numbers dashboard. Um, maybe speak to that. Cause I know there's tons of people that are like, I'm doing 50 grand of pressure washing, but actually they don't know the numbers it takes to run a business. So how, have, how have your eyes been open like financially as a business owner? Well, with the dashboard, uh, financially doing the numbers, uh, I did switch over to profit first as well for my accounts. Uh, that was a huge help on that. And then I uh, looking at how the actual budgeting is looking at what we need to set up for plan for and how to plan for it was a huge eye opener for me as far as I really didn't have the money I thought I did. Um, going out there and getting some contracts and bringing in this cash, I was like, man, I'm doing great. But then I look at my budget and I look at my expenses, start looking at the numbers, really diving into it. I realized that I didn't have what I thought I did. So having all of that and the numbers in front of me broken down to the dollar was that part of that mind blown experience that I had that I I'm still building on and still learning from. It's pretty cool to see, you know, cost what Kimo's getting at is like, he's costing out his jobs every two weeks. So he'll put in, I spent, you know, $386 and 13 cents on SH this last week, you know, so that level of detail, I think you need as a business owner, because it, whether you're washing houses or painting or cleaning gutters at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. Um, you're running a business, which, which kind of supersedes the fact of the service that you're performing. So, um, that that's really good on, on that front. The other thing, Kimo, I wanted to highlight is you're, you're on this great transition of, of currently getting off the truck. So um, let's dive into that because on last check of my stats, about 90% of pressure washing owners get trapped to the truck. They try hire someone on Indeed, it doesn't work, or the person screws them over and they say, give me the keys back, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm just gonna build this business and do 100K a year, not a dollar more, cause I'm gonna just, you know, make it technically perfect and I'm going to have no issues. So talk to me about how, what steps you've been taking to, to currently get yourself off the truck and also like, why is that important to you to have a business uh, where you're off the truck? Yeah. So I, when I started growing, I needed help. So I was hiring family members uh, part-time on the side that to help me get some of the bigger jobs done. And as I started going through numbers, learning exactly where we're at budget-wise, I had to figure out how to get a full-time employee in, and that way I can actually build around this person rather than building a job around the help I may or may not have. And by changing my mindset to bringing in a full-time employee really opened up another door for me as far as jobs and marketing, what I can go out and get. So working with him, training him on the truck now has my mindset to where I can look at bringing in another technician to work for him. And then I can step back and work on the business, which is going to be the marketing, which is going to be in-person estimates. That'll free up a lot of my time and help both of my guys, uh, both of them excel and learn as well. 
because I, I really want them to uh, succeed. I want them to do very well. We're looking at my technician right now that is going to school. So we're looking at ways of helping him continue with schooling as well as uh, build a good career with us. I love you said the C word career, right? So many people jump on Facebook groups and say, you know, nobody wants to work. Well, yeah, a lot of people don't want to just have like a job, you know, passing through town. They're looking for that long-term stable career. So uh, I'm really glad you touched on that because I think our industry is going to keep changing a lot where it's not going to just be a job. You can send a random employee to Mrs. Jones's house. It needs to be a qualified trained technician through your onboarding training process with checklists, with scripts, who wants to stay for the long term. So um, really good thought on that. So what's your motivation, Timo, for getting off the truck? Is it just this hyper awareness of like, I need to work on the business for this thing to grow? Or is there other things rattling around in your head for, for why you need to get off the truck? Well, there's, there's a couple of things that are really important to me. One of them is uh, to be able to grow. And I know I won't be able to grow our business being on the truck every day. Uh, the other thing is actually having our technicians that can actually build a career. So they can't really do that with me being on the truck every single day, telling them what to do and how to do it. I need to train them up, get them going, and get them out there and help them succeed and build a career. Uh, being off the truck for me is going to really open up more time for me, again, in the back office side of it, making sure that marketing is going well, and then bringing in a whole other crew. That, that's the goal, is to grow it, expand it, take it from there, and I just can't do that on the truck. 100%. It, um, I'm in such agreement along with the chickens. They're just squawking in the background agreeing. That's Sorry awesome. about that. No, it's great. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it's such a good point, Timo, you know, having that awareness to say, hey, me being on the truck's actually an opportunity cost. Like you're, you're literally moving from this technician to the CEO of Clean Exteriors. You're doing your business a disservice if you're like, forget it, I'm not hiring, I'll just do it all myself. You're going to bottleneck yourself so quickly with that decision. So you're choosing, hey, let's staff up accordingly even though I full well know I'm going to have to hire a few people and interview a few people and some people won't show up and some people are going to ghost you and you're going to deal with all that, but you've made the decision. This is the direction the business is going, which is, which is so key. Let's, um, let's kind of pivot into, I want to hear a bit about systems, man, because uh, I'm a big fan of them. I know you are. I know you're a big fan of your, your legal size notepads. You're taking notes all the time. So, how have like system creation contributed to what you're building here with your company? It has really uh, set a, a pace. So when I started, when I first brought in my first technician, full-time technician, uh, just talking to him about things was good. He's a, a great listener. Good, you know, he learns very fast, but him being able to see it, on paper is what actually brought him to the next level as well. And then being able to go out to the job site and understand what he was just reading, talking about and learning. Now for me, I'm starting to get my binder together. I'm still in the process of doing this and it changes literally every day because Alex is a little different than me. So I, I kind of opened up to make it a little more generalized 
to where more people will understand it. So as far as daily systems for jobs, we're changing that every single day. Uh, my systems for my business itself, I'm still growing that, expanding it, and learning as we're doing it. And I do have my uh, technician, he knows everything. He understands everything that right now, we're building this together. So that, that's where showing him everything, not hiding stuff from him, not hiding numbers, is building, helping him help me build this system up as well. And that's really gonna help us grow and expand too. So good, man. One system you made early on, I know in our first few weeks together was your, your organizational chart. Um, you kind of wrote out, you know, the future for the business. Can you just, you don't have to go into crazy detail, but maybe speak at a high level to that, to the listener of like the importance of that organizational chart. Cause it is something Michael Gerber highlights uh, quite extensively in the e-myth um, where it's like, okay, let's first set the, the mark where this thing's going and then we'll work backwards to build it. So how has that helped you with your mindset of like, this is where the business is going. I can tell future employees, this is where it's going. So just tell us a bit about that, that system you made. Cause I think it was a pretty key one you made early on. Yeah. And that's one of the ones that really was that mind blowing moment for me was seeing my vision that turned into what this company can actually grow into and what it can be. And then putting in all the different positions of where I would like to have somebody as managers, as technicians, as admin, as sales, going into uh, you know every position, basically breaking it down, all the way down to entry-level technician, part-time technician, seasonal technician. And then right now I have my name in all of them. And when I was showing a few people, uh, people that were looking at hiring on some of my part-time guys, showing them the organizational chart, they were like, wow, so there's actually room to grow. You're looking at growing and building. And then when I was interviewing Alex, I showed it to him and he was looking at this and he goes, so your name's in all of these. I said, that's correct. And I'd like to start moving other names into them. Yours would be right here as the uh, technician and then lead technician. And then from there, as we build more positions, your name could be right there at the service manager. And he was looking at that and going, and I see the general manager up there as well. And I said, of course, that's where we're going to be building somebody into those positions. So his mind, and he told me two weeks later when I asked him how we were doing, you know, is there anything we could change? He went back to that general manager position that he saw on the org chart. So that was a great uh, piece there of our plan, of our whole vision that now my technician shares yeah, it's so good, man. It's all about, um, we call it the Ascension plan, right? And so our org chart, we, we blew it up, put it on our office wall, laminated it. It's got 45 positions on it where we want to get to in the next three years. And so imagine, you know, you're sitting down with a technician. Yes, I understand this is a cleaning position for the first season. Then right like after one season, it turns into a leadership role. You get the van, the iPad, you're running the job, you get paid for reviews, production bonus. Then it could segue up into production management. You're running multiple crews. And then who knows, one day maybe you're running the whole stinking show, right? And it doesn't need to take a crazy long time either. Um, you can move people up season over season. We, we always say at our company, let's all be replacing ourselves every season. So assistants become leads and leads move to management. So 
um, it's super exciting, man, what, what you're building. And I think you get someone um, who's hungry and determined like, like Alex is and, you know, who knows the, the sky is honestly the limit, but I think as business owners, we need to define uh, the end result of the business. And I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to actually put your name in every single box. Like, can you talk, was there a lot of realization there, Kimo, when you put in, you know, KC, your initials in every box and you're like, wow, I'm literally juggling while I'm on a unicycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was like, as I was building it, building the chart where we wanted to go to, I was entering my initials in there with the position. And I just went, I just realized, man, that saying, uh, how many hats are you wearing is real. Cause I had 50 hats on and I didn't really even realize it until I started doing this organization chart and organizing where I was at. And I was like, okay, it's time to remove this hat now. Yeah. Yeah. With, with looking at it, looking at everything that I was doing and breaking it down really was an eye opener on just how much of it that how much of this business and I was doing where I can start to relieve myself of, of all that. Totally. You want to own a, uh, you don't want to, the last thing you want is owning a job in your own business, right? The goal is to have the thing run without you. And, and I don't preach the four hour work week, you know, completely exit your business, but I more think set up 80% of the system so you can transition to CEO and monitor it. Maybe be in the business 10, 15 hours a week, bring in gift cards, bring in lunches. Like this Monday, I'm literally trying to get the order from my uh, office team because I'm bringing lunch into the office. Just like, you know what? We're killing it. We get a lunch. Uh, my marketing manager's picking the spot. I don't know what restaurant he's going to pick, but he's getting the orders and I'm going to go pick it up. So you get to do like fun stuff um, like that to really build culture, which is, uh, which is lots of fun. So let's kind of wrap up here, Kimo. Um, what advice would you have to someone who's, say they're they're getting into the pressure washing game um they're trying to figure it out um what maybe drop a gold nugget or two on them of just like looking back on your handful of years being early to this what would you say is like do this or don't do this just keep it you know really simple advice for someone listening in i would say my my biggest thing um and especially with new guys coming in is don't listen to your family and your friends because most people are most of your family and friends are going to tell you why are you doing this why would you you know not go to a full-time job why do you want to be out there just washing stuff and that's the thing that i heard most of at first and my mind started why am i thinking of this but then getting over that and not worrying about what they thought anymore was my biggest step in moving forward and actually this is what i'm going to do and then just uh, learning from as many people as you can, but taking in, you know, take it in strides, take it with a grain of salt on what people are saying as to how to grow and how to move forward. That was my biggest uh, accomplishment, I think, was moving past the negative, hmm. what people were trying to say and hold me back to moving to the positive side of it on what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And then the, the second easiest thing that I got to say was hard for me to do hard for me to admit but was the biggest step forward for me was hiring you as a business coach um, that was something that was a hard pill for me to swallow that admitting i needed help and i i'm glad i did so i would highly recommend that find a business coach find somebody that you connect with that can actually help you grow 
Hundred percent, man. That's that's great. Thank you. Um, and guys listening, you know, this isn't a meant to be a oh hire Dave today thing. What Chemo said, find someone you connect with. Chemo and I share, uh, I think, a lot of similar character traits to how we want to grow our business. And so, um, this, you're not going to be a great fit with everybody, but you know, you want to find someone who's further ahead than you. For me, I still have a business coach who's two years ahead of me because I want to learn from them. So you got time and you got money. Um, you can always get more money. You can't get more time. So I'd rather say, hey, how can we get the fast pass at Disneyland and cut to the front of the line? Um, the, the other thing I wanted to highlight, super good point, Kimo, and I feel like we don't talk about this, is like most of the world are employees, you know, nine to five secure jobs, which nothing is wrong with that. But there's a reason those people are employees and didn't jump in the deep end as entrepreneurs. And even my journey 13 years ago, my mom, who I love a lot, she was saying, uh, don't do, don't do this painting business. It's a scam. You know, you're gonna, whatever. And I'm like, if I listened to that back in the day, there's no way my life would be totally different. And so I think you need this like internal conviction as an entrepreneur, just like I've done my research. I don't make impulsive decisions. I've already done 30 grand of work on the side. I'm going to dive in and have a go at this. And men, I can promise you nine times out of 10, your job will always be waiting on the other side if the business doesn't work out. Yep. Yeah. And to clarify, my closest family members were supportive. Okay. It was outside there, a little further family members and friends that were the negative side of it. Just get a job, stick with the job. And yeah. that, that was the part I had to come over. Uh, and then what you're saying about uh, business coaching and not promoting you as a coach on this call, I did take five other calls from other coaches. And to me, I was looking for a connection. I wasn't looking for their experience, their background. I was looking for a connection. And that's where that little 30-minute call that you and I had, I felt like that was a connection that I could build from. So that's why I chose you. Uh, and that's what I'd recommend with other people looking for that is find somebody they connect with that's you know already done this that's further in their business that can actually teach them totally that's awesome i didn't know you took five calls and i was the winner i'm i'm even more honored so thank thanks man um so let's let's tell the listeners listeners, how they they can connect with you um you've got excuse me you've got a fast-growing company uh in washington so uh for those listening that are like man i'm inspired this guy's doubling his business he's so chilling down to earth um, how could they connect with you and support Chemo and the Clean Exterior team? Uh, we're on we're on Facebook, Clean Exteriors LLC, and then we're also on Instagram. Uh, we are on LinkedIn as well, Clean Exteriors LLC, and then of course our website, CleanExteriorsLLC.com. Beauty. So uh, guys, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, definitely connect with Chemo. He's uh, He's uh, a great guy to connect with and learn from. And on that note, I'm going to throw a fastball at you, at you Kimo, or curveball. Um, one best book or two, someone new in their journey to home services, to pressure washing, what's been formative for you? Uh, is You mentioned knowledge and learning. So what would be like, if you're only going to read this one or these two books, what, what would you say to the listener? Definitely profit for uh, That one is to me, one of the most important on getting your business actually organized. And then the second one was the E-Myth. And then I, we did do the E-Myth and then they had the E-Myth revisited. Yep. So that would be the one that I would go with. 100%.
E-Myth, E-Myth Revisited. There's a bunch of the E-Myth ones. There's even the E-Myth. Uh, I read recently the E-Myth HVAC Contractor with Ken Goodrich. Man, is that a good book. So anything E-Myth, uh, amazing. And, uh, and sorry, what was the end profit first? Mike Michalowicz, that's a, that's a top tenor uh, in the library as well. Get, get yourself sorted financially and know where the money is going. Uh, get, get yourself out of financial chaos. So that, that's a, almost like the finance Bible for, for someone running a pressure washing business, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Right on, Kimo. Well, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate our chat. And uh, I'm sure you'll have some listeners reaching out to you, uh, making some friends. And uh, for those of you uh, watching, thank you so much for, for, for tuning into today's episode. There'll be more content coming, one episode per week, uh, more high quality chats with uh, great entrepreneurs uh, like Kimo Combs. So thank you for your time, Kimo, and uh, we'll be chatting soon, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.